Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler, a mom of a blended family of five kids, grandma, teacher, speaker, author, and consultant with over 40 years of training and real life experience. I'm here to offer you practical tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. Be intentional, Put these concepts into action and watch change happen. Hi parents, so let's talk a little bit about screen time on your time. Very often there are parents that just let their kids play on their screens all day long. They're on video games, they're on computers, they're on their cell phones, and there are some problems with this. Number one, it makes a child veg out makes them very antisocial. They're in their own little world. They're not communicating with the rest of the family. It also causes obesity, basically, you know, because they're just laying around. They're not moving. And this body was made to move. So you need to also get them to move more than just sit in front of a screen all the time. And I'm going to give you some ways that you can do this. Now, I want to tell you a little story about my son, Kyle. So Kyle always loved video games from, I think, the moment he was born. Now, today he is 32 years old. But when he was growing up, he had all the video game consoles. He usually had about three or four at a time, all of which he paid for. The only thing I ever bought him was the very first video console, and games along the way for holidays and birthdays and things like that. And he would also request that from family and friends. However, when he started wanting more than just that one console, he had to buy it for himself. So he became really good at saving his money, figuring out what he needed, asking family and friends at holiday time and birthday time for gifts, cards, gifts, gift cards, money, things like that, that he could put towards the video console that he wanted. Now, just because he loved playing video games all the time, doesn't mean he was allowed to do it at an unlimited amount of hours every day. No, he had things he had to do on the schedule. 
He had to go to school. He had to do his homework. He had time to play video games if he finished his homework. He had to play outside if the weather permitted. On the weekends, he still could not sit on the video game console hour after hour after hour. Again, he had a schedule. There was meals. There was whatever we had to do. There was outside time. And then there was time that was allowed for his video game play. Now, he did grow up to go to college and earn a Bachelor of Science degree in video gaming. It, it's called a, a simulation and digital entertainment, a degree in simulation digital entertainment. It was received from the University of Baltimore, um, and it was a four-year degree. He did great. He graduated from college, and he got a job in one of the top gaming industry leaders in this area. Now, so it's not to say that all this screen time is necessarily bad. What is bad is when a child is permitted to do it nonstop. Their eyes go bad. They, you know, they will be wearing glasses in no time because it's a fact. Even when we're on our computers, if you work a job where you're on your computers a lot, your eyes get affected. You know, it causes a lot of instant gratification needs and wants. There is a lot of things that stem from nonstop video game play. So it has to get be under control. And if they're an online video game, you have to monitor who's there, who are they talking to? Do you know who they, talk, they are talking to? Or are you just letting them do whatever? So let's go through about 12 different reasons why video game playing needs to be on your time, not their time. And number one, before I start, I'm going to give you a pre-number one. And that is, you are the boss of your child. These children are growing up under your care, which makes you the boss of them. Do not feel like you cannot control what they're doing. You should be controlling what they're doing. That's not to say that you'll find out that they need to have a say in certain things. They should have the opportunity to contribute but overall, you have the last word. You're their parent. Okay, so number one, if screen time is an issue or you're going to set up some new parameters for it, sit down with your child and talk to them about it. Talk about how this is going to be done, how we're going to control this screen time. And really brainstorm with them bringing out ideas of what you can both do. So if they have an idea, write it down. If you have an idea, write it down. Brainstorm what solutions you can come up with. If they have a great solution, guys, put it into action. You will not only be giving them respect and trust by doing that, but they'll realize that, you know what? My parents really care about what I have to say, and they care about it so much that they're willing to put it into practice. That's how much they respect me. And you too, you and your child will grow respect between each other. Okay, so you want to set up a schedule for the day that includes screen time, but it includes meal time and other activity time, homework time, work time, classes they attend, outdoor play, whatever, it should all be included in this schedule and there again you can have your kids help you set it up you can sit down with a pad of paper in front of you and go okay so what do we need to do during the day write everything down and then 
you guys can work it into a schedule. Okay, number four, you need to set up consequences if that schedule is not followed. So if their screen time is from 6.30 to 7.30 and maybe 3 to 4 in the afternoon, whatever, whatever you set up, they need to know that they are required to stop playing when the time is that they stop playing. They don't just to keep they don't just get to keep going without regard to the schedule. They help make the schedule, they need to follow the schedule. But what will you do if they don't follow the schedule? So you need to have consequences in place. And for video gaming guys, it's pretty simple to put consequences in place because the video console is small and portable. Very handy for a consequence. So you want the consequence to fit the crime. You don't want a consequence that is totally off base, has nothing to do with what's going on because the purpose of a consequence is to teach a lesson. So when they have consequences, you are encouraging them to eventually follow the schedule. That's the point, or listen to you or whatever you're working on. So in a video game console, if they are playing and you go up and you say, guys, it's time for dinner. We have on our schedule that six o'clock we go eat dinner. And then you go downstairs and they continue to play. You need a consequence. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to go up there four more times and remind them that they have to come down until you yell and scream? No, there's no need for that. You've told them once, then you go back because realize you have already discussed this with them as you set up consequences in the schedule together. So they are aware that they are supposed to stop when the schedule or a mealtime or something directs them to stop. If they don't stop the second time you go up, you go, guys, I already said that it's time to come down for dinner. Now, I will turn off this console and it will be over. Regardless of where they are in the game, if they were like five more minutes, 10 more minutes, no, time to stop. Now, if you want to be a little more cooperative and flexible and you don't have a perfectly set stop time in your schedule, you can go up there 15 minutes early and you can say to your kids, kids, you can have 10 more minutes or 13 more minutes on your video game. Which would you like? Naturally, they'll pick the longer. So they pick 13 minutes, say, okay, I'm going to set a timer on my phone. When that timer goes off, the console gets turned off and the game is over and you come down. Okay, so they've agreed. They've set their limit. They've decided 13 minutes. You're empowering them by giving them the decision, them the choice. And then that alarm goes off. You can say the alarm goes off. You can say, kids, the alarm went off. Come on down. At that point of time, they should come down. If they don't come down and they continue playing, walk up there and say, sorry, guys, it is time to stop. Unplug the console and take it away. It is very simple to take away a portable box that is this big. Take it away and say, guys, you didn't follow. I'm taking this until tomorrow afternoon. And then tomorrow afternoon, you may have it back. However, 
When it's time to stop, it's time to stop. Simple, no yelling, simple conversation, do it and it's done. Now, when you give it back the next day, if they don't do it again and they don't listen to the limit, then once again, you take it. And if you want to add a little extra time, you can say, okay, gave you a chance yesterday. This time I'm taking it for two days and it is gone for two days. There's not a conversation. That's it. That's the consequence. It's gone. You best believe by the third day, they're going to listen. When it's time to stop playing, they will stop playing because they know if they don't, you're going to take it away. And chances are it might be for three days this time. So they're probably going to listen why you stay consistent with your consequence. You followed through with your consequence and they have learned from that consequence. Okay. So make sure number five is you're consistent and you follow through with those boundaries and limits that you're setting. Number six, monitor what your child is doing online. If it's a video game with uh, chats, Make sure you know what that chat is. There are all kinds of limits that you can set on their consoles to make it safe and family friendly. If your child is on a computer, make sure you're aware of what they're doing. If they're playing a video, video game, make sure it is age appropriate. The back of every video game has a grade just like movies do. M for majority, for M for mature is like an R-rated movie. And it will say on the video game, it will actually say sex, drugs, violence, whatever. It will be rated on there. So if you have a six-year-old, they're not playing Grand Theft Auto. Look at the ratings on the back. Remember the children that are very young do not know the difference between fantasy and reality. So if they're playing a shooting video game, they don't know that it's not real. You might say, oh, they know. No, they don't know. It's not built into their brain. So it's your job to make sure that the game is age appropriate. Make sure you know what sites they're visiting online, what they're watching online, and who they're playing with on their consoles. Okay, limit the use of their phones too. If they have cell phones, smartphones, you want to limit that use too. They do not need to be on that phone 24-7. They need sleep. If it's in their bed, they're not going to sleep or they're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be on their phone. Take it away during sleep. And we'll talk about that as we get forward. It is important for you to model good phone usage. So if your phone is always in your hand, if your kids are playing and you're sitting on the couch and you're holding your phone and you're not even paying attention to them, or they're talking to you and you're holding your phone and looking at your phone while they're talking, that is sending them a message that your phone is more important than anything they have to say or do. And it's also modeling for them what they should be doing with their phones. 
So if you want them off their phones, off their screens, you need to model the same good behavior and habits. Okay. Remember that whatever they're doing, because a lot of parents will say, do I have the right to check my child's phone? Do I have the right to look at their computer? Yes, you have the right. You are their parent. Your job is to keep them safe. And you know and I know there is not a lot of good sometimes out there on the internet. They get into chat rooms. There are people that are older that act like they're younger and then your young kids are friending them. There's all kinds of language and terminology that you'd rather your child not learn. It's all out there. And if you don't monitor, monitor any of it, you never know what they're absorbing and what they're learning. You're trying to keep your home real great, and yet they're on the computer learning all kinds of stuff that they're not ready to learn yet. So yes, you can monitor them. Their cell phone, probably you pay for, so you have every right to take it away, look at what's going on, make sure there's nothing obscene or you know degrading or bullying that's going on. Make sure what sites they're visiting, make sure what games they're playing. Be aware, tune into your kids, ask them questions, have them tell you about the games they're playing, teach you about the play games they're playing and stay involved with those screens. I want you to set up screen-free zones in your home. So one should be nighttime. Your children should not have their phones at night. Even if they're charging their phones, they can charge in a different room from where they're sleeping. Or dinner time at the table, maybe have a basket where everybody puts their phones into a basket instead of just leaving them on the table and silences them so that it's a screen-free time. Do screen cleanses. So take a day, a weekend, where none of you are on the screens. You're playing board games. You're playing outside. You're doing puzzles. You're playing cards. Do days that don't involve screens and do activities with your kids that don't involve screens. Make sure they're getting fresh air, which is very, very energizing, and you get good vitamin D from the sun. It's proven that kids and adults that stay in a closed area too long on games and screens, they are susceptible to depression. So get your kids outside, Play with them. Spend some time with them. Have fun. Have family game nights. Have family picnics. Have family puzzle time. If you like puzzles, which are great for kids, set up a bigger puzzle on a table that stays there that you work on. It teaches great delayed gratification for your kids and you. And they work hard till the puzzle's complete. Now, if it's age appropriate, you have little guys, you can work on little wooden puzzles together. There are lots of memory games you can play with your kids where there's a bunch of cards and pick up two cards that match from memory. There are so many things you can do with your children that don't involve screens. Make sure you incorporate that into your home.
Okay, guys, so follow these rules and your home will be limited on the screen time. Your kids won't argue all the time because you've set it up in advance. They know the schedule. They know the consequences. They helped you make them. And when they help you make them, they follow them. They think before they react because they know what's going to happen if they don't. And little kids that are younger, you just merely set up limits for them as well. And if they have difficulty separating, take the tablet away, take the screen away, whatever it is, take it away. If they throw a fit, they throw a fit. Let them throw it. They'll get over it soon and you'll move on to the next thing. Or distract them by picking out a game for you all to play. So I hope this helped. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can go to my website, pumpedupparenting.com. You can send me a direct message. You can set up a time to talk with me at talkwithcelia.com. Go to my schedule and set up a time and we'll talk about it and we'll get you some help setting up these boundaries and limits and schedules. In the meantime, guys, I wish you days filled with peace, love, tons of laughter. It really is the best medicine. And I'll see you here in Pumped Up Parenting and around the web. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Be sure to head over to PumpedUpParenting.com to grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook and sign up for our next seven-day peaceful parenting challenge. Tune in next time for more tips and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone can blossom from. Thank you so much for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I hope you found some great advice and some interesting topics that really make your day and help to make your family the best it can be. Be sure to head over to PumpedUpParenting.com to grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook and get more patience and more joy in your life and in your family's life. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that all of you can blossom from. Bye-bye.